Hello, Internet Passes By. Welcome to this week's episode of Napcast. Yay. Sure, that's close enough. <laughs> we are here today. Do you want to introduce us? Yeah, look, <laughs> you always introduce us. I know. I introduce myself first. No, I'm I'm go last because I have my little thing. <laughs> I'm Sean. <laughs> That's Sean. <laughs> yeah, that is Sean. It's me. It's, I, I'm I'm Rebel Notorious. <laughs> I guess we're doing it's this him. now. <laughs> oh, dude, editing this is gonna be fun. I think this is, I think you're genuinely gonna love it. And I'm this. hosting. <laughs> yeah, Melina's hosting today. Um, do you want to explain why? why? Um, so we're starting like a three-week series. Where we all will go through a list of questions pertaining to, like, our experiences with film. Yeah. What's it called? Rent-free films? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I I saw that. I was like, it doesn't just refer to, like, one of the questions? No, no, no. Films, rent-free. Thanks. She's saying that because one of the questions does have the term rent-free. So, So for context, this is based on Films to be Buried With, which is another podcast uh, I heard... we didn't steal. That we didn't steal. (laughs) I heard heard another podcast doing that and was like, oh, that's a neat idea. Let me grab the questions that they Mm -hmm. answered. Um, and I've adapted the list and added some of our own ones. I'm sorry, I'm looking at my own profile picture. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice profile. I I forgot that that's what it was. Um, (laughs) And so I reworked their final question, which is what film are you taking at movie night in heaven and what films live in your head rent-free? And so I thought, oh, that's a A good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I called it rent-free films. Yeah, very good. So this will continue for... Two more weeks where Sean yeah, and I will both yes. have our own episode. Mm-hmm. We'll see who goes after this. Yeah, yeah. It's currently undetermined. Yeah, undetermined. I, I've yeah. already stepped up to say I can go next if mm. you want. Yeah. Probably will then. Yeah. We'll see yeah. if we stick with that. But <laughs> So, Michael. Yes. You, first, are the designated weeb of the group. Can I ask how many-ish films of these would be anime? Um, I think there's a few, but it's not like a oh. lot. Okay. Well, I think a lot of the questions are... Harder to apply to ah, anime. Yeah, no, I, I did think yeah. that when I was reading through. Yeah. yeah. So I have a couple, but it's not like a dominating mm. thing. It's it's worked in there, I think, as naturally as you know, normal films and anime exist for me as it is. Mm-hmm. So we will start with the first question. Yes. Which is very fitting. First film you ever saw. I could be wrong with my answer, but this mm-hmm. is like the one that I actually remember like if I cast my mind back, I mm-hmm. have no specific tangible memory attached to it. Just that I think this is one of the first films I ever actually saw, and that was Toy Story 2. Ah, mm. that, that seems Because that yeah. came out in, what, 90? 99. 99, so I would have been two. So probably around mm-hmm. the right time for me to see it. Yeah. I, I'm sure movies were on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When yeah, I was you, around. You, did, you were not conscious I was yet. not conscious yet. <laughs> yeah, no. you, you were not aware. Yeah. yeah. But, if I cast, yeah but if I cast my consciousness back, mm-hmm. I think Toy Story 2 stands out as like one of the first ones. It wasn't in cinemas or anything like that. It was just, I remember seeing it. Yeah. You remember where or just it was kind of on and I you just have visuals? I, of I remember it. we owned it on VHS. Like we had most of Disney mm. and Pixar on VHS. Did we have the same childhood? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. A lot yeah. of kids growing up in the yeah. UK had this childhood. Yeah. Um, specifically Toy Story 2 because that's like that was one of my favorites as a kid. Mm. So. I, I did watch Toy Story 2 a lot more than I watched 1. I know that yeah. much. And I'll... I'll <laughs> I'll just say I remember destroying my VHS like case of mine for some really? reason. Yeah, because wow. like 
I'm, I'm going into this now because I know I'm not going to get into this because mm. it's not the first one I watched with my questions. But uh, <laughs> the case I have for like Toy Story 2, I think I still have it, is just like a, the, the actual cover with like, you know, the characters on it uh-huh. is just completely gone. Oh. Got completely ripped off at some point. Because I remember that cover. I remember having that cover <laughs> at one point. But now when I look back, it's a partially destroyed, just red case now. I was going to say, was the case red? It is. So I remember the case, and I remember the cover as Woody, yes. Jesse, Buzz, and Buzz. They're on like a white background. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I remember just watching that a lot. Like, there are scenes of it that are just ingrained. etched and ingrained in my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, Buzz and... um. Other bus? No, no, no. Oh, what's his name? His dad. Uh, oh, Zerg. 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 Um, the the scene. With the Star Wars parody. Yeah. Him on the left. No, Buzz. I am your father. No. And then uh, all of the stuff that happens in like the collector's house and uh, stuff is just like something about that room's just etched. Yeah, that's like I always remember Jesse's song in like the mm. middle of a movie because that's always moved me. It's like mm-hmm. I, even as a kid. And I also always remember the airport sequence at the end. Yeah. Because that was always yep. like high adrenaline for mm-hmm. me. I don't think I've ever seen Toy Story 2. No! I'm sorry, what the <laughs> fuck? I didn't really grow up with the Toy Story movies. Like, they might have been on at some point, but I've never consciously watched any You've of them. missed out on a childhood. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys have talked about it somewhere, so I'm like, I have maybe like three scenes that I can vaguely, vaguely remember. And I don't even know if that was just from trailers I watched. I am shocked. Wow! <laughs> I say, by the way, I keep seeing, like, your phone's about to go to sleep, like, every two minutes. Can you, like, change yeah, that? Because I keep, I, I see you keep, I like, tapping Your it. brightness gives me anxiety. It is so dim. <laughs> I have it on auto. Yeah, yeah, you can't control that. <laughs> yeah. I, I do the same thing, so I won't judge you. You for have that. it on auto as well? Yeah. I don't. I have mine like permanently set to like that. Sometimes I don't care enough. I, I, I can if, deal with my phone being too dim. Ah. Uh, I also have it like set so it never <clears throat> ah, okay, that's goes fair. off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do that. Really yeah, dumb. it's just I can see you keep tapping it every two minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, sorry. Yeah, it's going to be thing. really annoying. Just <laughs> switch it. <laughs> Okay, so... Moving on to the mm-hmm. second question. Let's get the tears flowing. Because yeah. what film made you cry the most? So, linking back to some... Our recording session today. Grave of the Fireflies is <laughs> fucking up there. For oh, sure. Yeah, the moment we watched <laughs> that, I was like, oh, that's gonna go on the list. Yeah. Oh, that's on the list, um, alright. I forgot about it until we rewatched it. For, or I rewatched it for the podcast uh, over in Anime Lane. Go check it out. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, if you want to listen to our... Yeah, go in depth on that experience. <laughs> go, go to Anime Lane. <laughs> um, and I guess like some of these are, are really kind of tangentially related to that um, and mm-hmm. I've kind of got them in an order of like I'm probably going to have to explain them uh, like ones that need explaining to the ones that don't uh, I got Saving Private Ryan first oh yeah. I get it I get it Yeah, like, I've seen that movie I get it Yeah, growing up it's like I, I had the memories of Saving Private Ryan and then it wasn't until I like maybe three or four years ago I rewatched it thinking oh it's a war movie it's gonna yeah. be combat and f- you know f- yeah. fun i don't know why but like when having grown up hearing about private saving private mm-hmm. rhyme because you know big movie like, yeah. like very small 
weirdly enough. Mm. Uh, uh, I, I always thought going in it would be more of an action movie. Yeah, and it's movie. Spielberg as well. Exactly. So there's a certain expectation there of what you're getting. And then, no! no it's, it's very, <laughs> it goes very hard into uh-huh. the, the grittiness of World War II. Yeah, and I mean, there's that like infamous gif of Matt Damon <laughs> turning old. Yeah. And the that context spectacular that in the movie is just absolutely heart-wrenching. Yeah, I always think of that. Like, it's used as a meme a lot, but, like, when I finally saw that in the actual film, because mm-hmm. I only really watched it in full, like, about two years ago, mm-hmm. round about now, it was heart-wrenching. Yeah, because he is the only one to, to survive. survive, and he has to carry that. Yeah. And and his, I think the... Tom Hanks's characters like last words are like to live a life that feels fulfilled or something yeah. like that. I can't quite remember. It's along those lines. Precisely, it's, but it's gut wrenching. Yeah, and so he has to carry that idea mm-hmm. of living a life that, that has meaning to it. It's that whole sur- yeah. sur- survivor guilt of his entire yeah. like, company. Um, and then we got Forrest Gump, <sighs> which is a a very heartwarming movie. Both Tom Hanks movies. Mr. Both Tom Hanks, Hanks has an effect on he you. He does. <laughs> But it's not. He has an effect and, on everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just Tom Hanks in this one because it's it's largely about Tom Hanks, mm. his character Forrest Gump, and you have you know him traveling through all the different periods of American history mm-hmm. and meeting yeah. all these characters because the he was always is, there. Yeah, apparently. But the through line is Jenny, and just that storyline, it's absolutely devastating. It's that part at the end. Where, have you seen Forrest? Gump? No. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Do you care if I spoil it no, a little? No, okay, so at the end of the movie, we find out that the love interest he's mm-hmm. had for like the whole movie has like a son yeah. that gets revealed to be his son. Mm-hmm. And like the first thing he asks when he finds out, because he, he finds him when he's like about the kid's about eight, I think so, yeah, seven ish. But like because Forrest has like a sort of developable mm-hmm. development sort of disorder thing. Mm-hmm. The first thing he asks Jenny is, is he smart or is he like... Yeah. And it's that sort mm-hmm. of realisation yeah. that, oh, he knows. He things. knows and he doesn't want his son to be affected by that. Yeah, yeah that's like... I, oh, I, yeah. I, I know of that scene and that okay. specific line. Yeah. And mm. then you have Jenny passing away. Uh, and, oh. Because yeah. yeah. that's like right after that. Yeah. And Lieutenant Dan's story. Oh, I, is, I completely forgot about Lieutenant yeah. Dan. Oh, uh, that's um who plays lieutenant it's not gary sneaks is it i don't know Um, i only saw it like last time in high school and that was a while ago but like every scene sticks with me yeah fantastic you really need to watch it exactly i I think it's on disney plus i believe so watch it put it on watch it on disney plus (laughs) okay (laughs) now (laughs) now okay um coming back in two hours (laughs) um okay uh return of the king I feel like that needs no explaining. There's so many scenes throughout mm. Return of the King. Going west. Going west. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole ending. The whole, all, all seven of them. The the, uh, <laughs> the final pages are for you, Sam. Yeah. Um, the the scene where they're in, I think it's Minas Tirith and it's being yeah. besieged and, and um, Pippin and Gandalf have yeah. a conversation about death. It's all just yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal stuff. You bow to no one. As oh, yes. That's perfection. <laughs> it's just fantastic. While we're talking about Lord of the Rings, I want to like bring up, because I rewatched it again like a couple days ago, because mm-hmm. it was on my YouTube recommendations. It's in Fellowship, actually. It's mm. when Bilbo uh, puts down the ring, like, finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That whole sequence of him and then just walking away, that got me a little teary-eyed mm-hmm. watching it again, because that's 
Because Bilbo's my favorite character of that whole yeah. saga. Yeah. If there's anything about the Hobbit I love, I love Bilbo like mm-hmm. getting to end mm-hmm. that whole trilogy. So it's him like being the only one strong enough to get rid of the ring. Yeah. And then walking off on like his last adventure. Mm-hmm. That that gets me. Mm-hmm. And he says goodbye to Gandalf. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm ready for it. The, the little cart ride. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. For me, it's it's when he gets rid of the ring, he just like walks out, mm-hmm. he takes a deep breath and goes, I thought of an ending for my book. Yep. Yeah. And he'll happily ever after for the rest of his days. And Gandalf just goes, and I'm sure you will, old friend. Oh. <laughs> Every time I think of that scene, I want to rewatch it again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, and then Schindler's List. Just. I still need to watch it. Wow. I mean, the whole film has so many moments and it's like, it's, I think, you know, people think, maybe who have never seen it, think that like, because it's a film about the Holocaust, mm-hmm. it's it's quite a visually brutal film mm-hmm. or that is quite intense to watch because of the content. Whereas so much of it is done through implication Yeah. that you see things that aren't directly that and you know what's happening. Um, like in, when they're all being taken onto the train and the train pulls away <laughs> oh. yeah. and it just pans round yeah. and you see the suitcases and then you see the suitcases being emptied and put mm-hmm. into a furnace no. and them just stacked the empty ones just stacked up mm-hmm. and it's just brutal yeah and yeah. then there's a scene when they're, they're taken into showers mm. in the concentration camp and they think they know what's going to happen and the door slams shut yeah it's, and it's just darkness and he just starts screaming but they, yeah they're no, fine yeah. but it's just oh and with like the knowledge we have now mm-hmm. watching that because i i had like similar experience when watching boy in striped pajamas yeah. like they're kids mm-hmm. we know what's happening we know the horrors the horrors yeah and that is one of who's fucking broke me because mm-hmm. again it's like war through a child's lens yeah they're so innocent they believe they don't know but they don't know God. I think the end of Schindler's List as well. You know. I, I think I've seen the ending because I mm-hmm. saw that in like my school actually because mm-hmm. they played back like they didn't play the whole movie. Yeah, is that, is that the part where like it's the actual people visiting the grave? That yeah, yeah. that uh, is one part that absolutely got okay. me. But it's the actual kind of like conclusion of the film where the war's done. Oh, they're free, and <laughs> um, Ben's Ben Kingsley's character gives. Liam Neeson's character a ring <laughs> oh boy uh, that he made you good? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I just thinking about it is getting me choked yeah. Um, and his hands are shaking when he grabs it and he drops it and he scrambles and you just know how much that ring means oh. mm-hmm. and then he just starts devolving into I could have done more I could have saved yeah. more people but he saved like thousands of yeah he did 1100 people or something like that he'd done more than any one man Mm -hmm. could have been expected to save yeah and it's just absolutely (laughs) heart-wrenching yeah Yeah, like you can feel your heart Uh in your chest you want to yell at them yeah you want to you want to hug them because ben kingsley's saying you know you did you did everything you could there's no one else you could have saved yeah but you will not someone in that situation would never accept that yeah because you know people still got hurt Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because he's like not enough He's looking at like the car and his mm-hmm. brooch and stuff, and he's going. He pulls the brooch off and he goes, "One more person, two more mm-hmm. people. I could have got two more yeah. for this. A car, at least three people, mm-hmm. and it's just, oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and then the end when they're all going yeah. past his grave. Yeah, and yeah. Think, wow. That's... Yeah. I, I'm going to need to be in a strong mental state to watch <laughs> that movie because just hearing you describe that is getting to me. Yeah. Right yeah. Just thinking about it, like I'm choked up and I've got yeah. tears, but you know, it's just absolutely phenomenal film. I mean, Spielberg done absolutely Spielberg amazing. is fantastic when it comes to World War II oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. it's, you can tell it's somebody's passionate mm-hmm. about as you can imagine. I can, it's hilarious, though, at the same time that he was filming Schindler's List while editing Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's just coming he to the editing in, bay. No, no, he was, he was in Europe filming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he was done filming for Schindler's List, he would go into a trailer that had, like, satellite mm-hmm. um, oh. connection and was sitting with the editors wow. for Jurassic Park. For Jurassic Park. And I think he's he said that's the only thing... I'll never that, do again. <laughs> no, that got him through the filming. Yeah, I, mean, I imagine understandably at that point you need, so. the, you need the fun dinosaur. Yeah. Right? Yeah, God. Those came out back to back. Back to back, the same Jeez. year, 1993. 93, yeah, they would have been. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was uh, that was Neeson's Yeah, that was what made his career, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, as much as I love Liam Neeson as an actor, I don't think he's ever topping that in Ben no, Kingsley. I, mean, I, I, I think he would agree with Yeah, mm-hmm. and Ben Kingsley was phenomenal as well in that movie. Just, ah, oh, great movie. Like, <laughs> I love Qui-Gon Jinn, but he's not, he's not Oscar <laughs> Schindler, is no, he? he's not Oscar Schindler. <laughs> no Oscar, though. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But he's Oscar Schindler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sorry, I had to. <laughs> anyway. Well, now I'm so sorry that we're. Because this is such a category that weighs heavy yeah. on the whole yeah. list. Part of me is like, it's good to have it at the top, yeah. get it over with. Yeah. But yeah. to now transition to a film that you love but everyone hates. Yeah, back to like, <laughs> common question Terminator Salvation. Terminator 4. That scans for you. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's just like, of all the Terminator things past Terminator 2, is it has like a unique vision. Yeah, because from what you've described, I haven't seen it, because mm. I haven't seen any Terminator past 3. Or, mm-hmm. Well, I've seen Dark Fate, but like, every time I watch it, I can't remember what happens. <laughs> Dark Fate's on here. <laughs> oh no! Later! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I haven't seen Salvation yet, but from what you've described for me, it seems the most interesting plot yeah i'm not sure an execution if it's good but hit or miss it has some interesting ideas is that the one is christian bale on that movie? christian bale plays john connor yeah <laughs> that's so weird to it me. is so weird um it's the only one that really dives into the future war as like mm-hmm. an idea so it's post-apocalyptic and you have people trying to survive skynet and stuff like that and i i think it's just it captures something it's mm-hmm. not quite Terminator 1 and 2's vision of yeah. the, the the future war, which is all very... very I, it's I, very 80s. Yeah, and I wish we had got a film from then about the future war. Every time I rewatch Terminator 1, and I put it on last night as mm. well and everything, like, I always wish that we got like a full movie of that future. Yeah. It's so post... 80s post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, everyone really doesn't like it. It's not the lowest scoring Terminator movie because Genesis exists. Um, Which was on TV during like the weekend <laughs> and I put it on in the background and even I knew it was like, oh, this is shit. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I quite like Salvation. Yeah, I, like, everyone deserves to have their little yeah. guilty pleasure. It also has uh, Alice in Chains in it. 
they, they turn on a car radio and uh-huh. they start playing and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're just appealing directly to me, aren't you? <laughs> Poor Alice. It was a, m- a movie made for you mm. to be like, it doesn't matter what anyone <laughs> thinks. <laughs> what do you want? That's, uh, that's the only one I have for this because I couldn't think of any other ones that like mm. I know have like a bad reputation, reputation. Mm. but I quite like. Um, not that I'm saying I agree with like a general consensus. consensus no, but where you feel like the disparity is like, Big enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just fair. thought of my answer for my turn next time, <laughs> so I'll keep that a secret no. until then. What is a film that you used to love but don't anymore? And is it to the point of fucking hating it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Neither of these answers are, are hate. It's more just like they're okay. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, just sort of meh. Spirited away. Understandable. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. I used to really love that when I first seen it. And mm-hmm. then I watch more Ghibli and I watch more Miyazaki mm-hmm. and there are just far better things just from him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Nausicaa, Cagliostro. Cagliostro. <laughs> I'm always going uh, to simp that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Totoro's better, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if we're talking about, like, you know, it got an Oscar, but if you ask me, Grave mm-hmm. of the Fireflies deserved, deserved it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, though when Grave of the Fireflies came out, there was no animated oscar yeah. um and then uh the goonies what happened really? i mean i've not seen it everyone full, loves really? that movie but the more i've rewatched it the more i'm like not much really happens mm. in this movie mm-hmm. it's a lot of them being stuck okay and it's it's kind of a bit boring at times yeah. and you also have stuff that's like aged a bit like milk yeah, like the way they the treat rest. Chunk and uh, the the sloth, you know. Is Chunk the fat kid? Chunk's the fat kid. Yeah, kind of fucking ghost. Yeah. And then you got sloth, the uh, the thing. This the, the guy. Um, I shouldn't call him the thing. Hey, <laughs> you oh. guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That sort of stuff's just kind of. Yeah. Because I. Th- the the fact that it aged so badly yeah. even the nostalgia factor is probably just over it in my yeah. oh. it's, all I, all it is in my head because I've never seen it I've only mm-hmm. ever known about it in passing and yeah. like references and stuff it's just sort of the the sort of 80s movie mm-hmm. yeah but I think all the sort of not the worst elements but the more kind of boring elements yeah the of sort them. of casual elements yeah. I guess it's which also... I'm sure that's why some people like mm-hmm. it but it's me. also trying to like balance two different plots that are really really because like, you have the kids doing the whole like looking for the treasure but then you have chunk being like captured and tortured by the like murderer family mm-hmm. thing and it's like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah very uh. weird um i remember really loving it as a kid and growing up mm-hmm. and then re-watching it like more as i've as, as i've grown i've been like yeah, I'm just kind of bored by this. Mm, fair, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Then, as the only person the in only this horror group fan. that likes <laughs> horror, what is the scariest film you've seen? This was a tough question, because I'm very resilient against horror. Yeah, you so are. So, finding <laughs> a movie that, like, genuinely scared me is hard. Mm-hmm. And thinking it's of one of these scenes. for us. Uh-huh. <laughs> or, like... Um, Spider-Man. Uh... <laughs> that one part of Polar Express. Oh, it really fucked me up. <laughs> um, 
So last year I watched a film called Silent House and it's um, Elizabeth Olsen. You've told us about yes, it. Yes, I've talked yeah, about this yeah. on this film, yes. isn't it? Before. There's, a, there's a clip where I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all shot as one continuous take. Um, they're in a ha- they've just moved into a house and Classic. weird things start going wrong. And it's just the way it's shot and the way Elizabeth Olsen acts it is just genuinely like very tense mm-hmm. and it becomes very unnerving and very uncomfortable as the film progresses. On the flip side, uh, one thing I'm really not good with, even though I'm not a big believer in it, is for some reason paranormal films fuck me up. Oh no, I, I don't. I don't them. fuck yeah, with ghosts. I, don't I fuck with ghosts. <laughs> and I don't know if it's like the idea of the unknown. Like I can come to terms with a mad killer with a hockey mask yeah. that's immortal. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I can at least somehow tangibly yeah, get yeah, away yeah. and deal with that. I think mm-hmm. it's a fundamental human thing because I think on some level, almost everyone's scared of like ghosts, yeah, because yeah, it's evil like, spirits. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's like, the it's the brain trying to yeah. like make patterns mm-hmm. and stuff it can't explain. Yeah, it comes out as ghosts. Because as you said, like man with chains, I was like, yeah, but. We know. Come on. I would give anyone Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the original, as like one of their like scariest films. I could yeah. see that because that even the remake made me uncomfortable. Mm. Not scared, but just the way it's made. Yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah. seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I know and I've seen enough about mm-hmm. it and I know that like I get it completely. Yeah. So it's very grounded. Mm-hmm. Especially the original. Yeah. Even um, in the way it's shot. It's another it's one of those ones like I think like Friday the thirteenth where the remake is just as good. Oh wow. Um in fact Friday the thirteenth I think is the remake's better than the originals. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. Mm. I'm not sure. Um I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of the original like set. I couldn't get far into them. I think I got to about the fourth movie and just was like, this is kind of boring. You never got to Jason X, Jason in I space. never got to Jason Tex Manhattan. <laughs> um, Freddy versus Jason. I've seen that because okay. I'm a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan. I figured. Um, for an example of two particular paranormal movies that messed me up is... Uh, a set of two films called Grave Encounters, one obviously one and two, mm-hmm. uh, set in a sane asylum oh. uh, where they're like a paranormal investigative film crew oh, that go yeah. in and they're shooting, you know, yeah. like ghost adventures and it's all meant to be fake, but then yeah, yeah. Yeah, stuff starts not happening. Fake. It's actually not fake. And it's, uh, yeah, you set anything in an asylum yeah, I'm and out. paranormal, <laughs> I'm like out. I'm done. I'm <laughs> fucked. So yeah. I have to ask now, have you ever seen The Grudge? Yes, I love okay. The Grudge. Okay. Because I hear that that's a ghost sort of movie, isn't it? Uh, a little bit, but I think it's in the same vein as The Ring. Ah, okay. Where well, I will give yeah. The Ring 2002, the remake, props for being more scary than the original ah, Japanese okay. version. Because mm-hmm. I always hear that's like Japanese sort of ghost mm-hmm. sort of thing, so I wasn't sure if that I you can up. somehow reconcile the idea of Japanese ghosts better than <laughs> our ghosts. I think because usually they take the form of something. Ah, they're yeah. basically more tangible. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're more tangible ideas and they're more folklorish in a sense. Yeah, yeah. which I, I can fuck with. Yeah, because there's like almost a mythologicalization of yeah. Sadako from The Ring and uh, some, no, sorry, Samara from The Ring and Sadako from The Grudge. Well, yeah, because those are actually based on folklore tales. Yeah. Right? They're like inspired by uh-huh. at least, so. Um, so I can, yeah, I'm, I'm better with those than I am with like. Okay. Un- intangible, like paranormal activity the first time I watched it. Fucked me right up. The reason I, I brought up the, the grudge specifically is because the the ghost girl in that fucks me up. Mm. Just like the design. She's of the creepy. Look. I don't like. Her. I, I do find her creepy. I also find Samara from the ring quite creepy as I well. I mean, same, yeah, but yeah. like, 
It's the grudge that I come across more often somehow. Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I just avoid everything to do with horror. Mm-hmm. So, like, you are like, oh, she looks creepy. I'm like, I know what the girl from the ring looks like, but I don't know the other one. She kind of looks similar. Yeah, she's okay. very similar. I don't want to see it. Don't pull it up. No, uh, I, <laughs> um, I basically spend most of the year just amassing new horror films to watch when mm-hmm. it comes to October. So I have the uh, I have the grudge set yeah. uh, with all the original Japanese ones to watch. For me, when I see like the designs just based on the girls again, it, the grudge girl sort of fucks me up more because it's the eyes. Mm. She's got the very wide yeah. eyes sort of stare oh, yeah. that like uh, that fucks me up. <laughs> <laughs> Like just looking at it and I'm like, no, go away. No, 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 Then to transition to a question similar to one we had before, but mm-hmm. we flip it. What is a film you used to hate, but now you like? Uh, Godzilla 2014. I... Mm. I'm a big Godzilla fan. I haven't seen a lot of the movies, but I do really like Godzilla. Same boat. Uh, yeah, um, I grew up being Zilla 98-pilled. <laughs> That's the term now. As, like, the only experience I ever had of Godzilla. Like, Terrible I, experience for Godzilla. I liked it growing whole. up, though, is the thing. Yeah. And it's one of those things I can watch as, like, a bad movie. Yeah. It's not good. It's it's Jurassic Park adjacent. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but then there was all this hype around, you know... 2014 coming out mm-hmm. it I was, remember the hype yeah, I was excited for it that it was Goji's return to form it was meant to be more it was actually Godzilla it was actually Godzilla it was meant to be more in line with what the films mm-hmm. the Japanese films are it was meant to be the start of you know a big bigger universe with a bigger idea which is still going it. and is relatively going well uh yeah um, yeah. I enjoy I've enjoyed all of them so far I, I'm slow to catch up on them I've only just watched Kong Skull Island mm. in the fall, so I need to watch King of the Monsters next. Yeah. And uh, really, I need to rewatch 2014 because it's mm-hmm. been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I need to watch King of the Monsters and then Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. So I need to catch up. Yeah. Like, there is another one in production. I know. I yeah. can't know what it's called, though. Um, We're getting a moth. Where's Jet Jaguar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want my boy. <laughs> but I remember then it coming out in 2014 and the trailer was a little misleading because it heavily promoted Brian Cranston being in the movie. I it remember. heavily promoted Godzilla being in the movie. I remember that trip. That I used to play that trailer all the time, like when it was like going the rounds, because it it's a good trailer. It is a very good trailer. But Brian Cranston dies within the first twenty minutes. Oh yeah. come on. And then Godzilla I think has something like 10 to 15 minutes of total screen time across the two hour movie I think that's why I've never gone back to it because I want more Godzilla it's a genuinely good movie I, I like what Gareth Edwards was going for with it it's it's much more the idea behind the 1994 one where it's mm-hmm. like he's there and it's more about trying to stop s- not necessarily stop him but like you know yeah it's about stopping him really yeah um <laughs> also sort of living with also him. living with him <laughs> yeah, yeah that's you can't, you can't stop him. yeah that's the whole thing with godzilla every movie they try to stop him and it's like he's you can't <laughs> it's like he's being hit with like paper airplanes yeah <laughs> um stop. and so i just remember being really disappointed because there's a heavy focus on um what's his name? aaron 
Aaron Taylor. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, yeah. Craven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Worst Craven. Quicksilver. 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 But you know, they're not as the not X Men one. Not X Men one. Um, the weirdly Russian one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, <laughs> who's also in that movie with Elizabeth Olsen. Yes, that's and true. Their husband and their wife. Husband and, wife. Yeah. and this was a year before Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. where yeah. they were twins. It's, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a big focus on him as like a drop trooper or something like that oh, like a paratrooper like a paratrooper yeah. or something mm-hmm. and so like odst yeah it's it's i think the expectation versus what we got mm, is what killed it it's what killed it for me re-watching it i appreciate more what he was going for and i do like the movie i do think there is too much focus on aaron taylor johnson's character um and i do wish we saw a little bit more of godzilla throughout it but i i kind of appreciate that idea of like this is a natural disaster that like if you're in the midst of it he's so incomprehensible yeah that you're probably not gonna see him too much like the the statistic of it is probably quite low i remember one shot in particular it's like i think is it elizabeth olsen with like the sun running away from it and like it's the doors closing yeah that's the big famous one everybody uses is like (laughs) show more godzilla because it's like right before they fight the doors just close yeah but like that's a good shot. It is a really good <laughs> shot. And then you have them like uh near the end of the movie jumping out of the plane and falling through the the clouds and Which it's like was used in the trailer. Yep, used in the trailer. Yeah. There's all this sort of like red flares and stuff and you're just seeing like outlines of Godzilla and stuff. So it's really effective. Oh. Yeah, it's good shit. But, I wish there was more of it. Yeah, but you know, oh. everyone kind of thought not enough goji. Does does King of the Monsters have more goji? Oh, King of the Monsters has way more. Okay, cool. <laughs> King of the Monsters is more like some of the later Japanese ones where they like work alongside them. Yes, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> and King and King. Uh, I want to say Ghidra, but that's not. Oh, that's, um, I'm thinking the Ghidorah. Later. Ghidorah. <laughs> For some reason, Ghidra is the first one. That comes yeah, to my head. Ghidorah's in that movie. Yeah. I know. That's I gotta watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Then we will move on to the film that means the most to you, but not because of the film itself, but the circumstances or memory of seeing it. Uh, so I'll probably just give this to the film that got me into horror, like when I was mm. really young. I remember being five. Oh, oh, oh God. And for <laughs> whatever so reason, I was sleeping in like my parents' bed um, and my dad was watching a film called Jeepers Creepers. And uh, it's, this is a very quite straightforward, quite simple horror mm-hmm. movie. These kids are driving back home from college, um, and they're driving down like a back roads in America. Of course, um, mm-hmm. it's you know the back rooms. <laughs> it's like the late nineties, early two thousands. Like mm-hmm. the sister asks where the cell phone is, and it's like out of charge in a bag at the bottom uh, of clothes because cell phones weren't that prevalent back yeah. then. Yeah. Premium um, stuff. And then this van starts slowly catching up to them and it like starts mm-hmm. trying to ram them and eventually Dude. they drive off the road and they have to try and get back and it turns out that the van was being driven by like this creature that mm-hmm. comes uh, that wakes up every 23 years and starts mm-hmm. like eating to survive and it lives in a church and the church is like filled with all these bodies that are like almost like stapled and like put onto the, the ceiling and i was five when i watched this, this. would the, terrify this me scene now. that i remember so distinctly <laughs> as there's a scene where they've kind of just caught up to him as he's like killed uh, a guy on the mm-hmm. road um and there's a shot of the jeepers creepers or whatever the creature i can't remember <laughs> what he's called specifically throwing a head 
into a van and then he pulls the head out. Yum, 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 no, 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 hold on. <laughs> so he has the head and he put the body in and he just grabs the head and he just sucks. sucks the tongue out of it. And then there's just this really funny shot of him <laughs> opening the door and it's suddenly on the inside of the van. He just throws it in and slams the door shut. And it's quite funny in execution. And I just remember seeing that as a five-year-old and was like, huh, huh. I this... think I found something I really like here. <laughs> That's fucked up. It's kind of fucked up. And uh, I'm going to... I still really like Jeepers Creepers and I still really like Jeepers Creepers too. But unfortunately, the director, Victor Salva, is oh, no. a predator. Well, <sighs> yeah. He went to prison, served time, is out. Uh, so... Uh, moving on! Yeah. Let's not go into It's that. something I, I could not, no, not yeah, address. Yeah, no, that's yeah, fine. That's fine. Totally. Um, what is your most memorable theater experience? I have a lot. <laughs> mm. Um, one Toy Story three, oh. because of the fucking incinerator scene at the end. <laughs> uh, that I went to see in theaters, and that came out in what two thousand seven? Two thousand? No, that was twenty ten. Twenty ten. So I would have been thirteen. Yeah. I was God, nine. that was traumatic. How do you think I felt? I was nine. <laughs> you were nine. Yeah. Um, but. One of some of the other ones, uh, I have Scotland Loves Anime 2019. That was the first time I went to see like uh, anime like on the big screen with like a big group of people mm-hmm. there. Um, that was really cool just seeing yeah. the reactions to stuff. Like, Children of the Sea was the first movie that day, and everyone we were we were warned beforehand by the person who introduced all the movies this film doesn't make sense. <laughs> and the credits rolled and you could just feel the sense of the theater what? going what the what, fuck? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's nice if it's a collective experience yeah though, it's yeah. the same uh around the same time or the same sort of screening you'd watch pro mayor and like, uh, that was the event. monday for that uh, okay um so i remember you telling us about that yeah I'm not sure it was on the podcast or not but. i'm not sure actually so this was the saturday with children of the sea then it was weathering with you afterwards i got to see that in a theater with a bunch of people that was really cool um and then it was later it was the one piece one of the one piece movies was like the mystery movie Mm. which was the time they fucked up by making a franchise movie yeah come on the mystery movie so you had a bunch of people who did not turn up it was a very empty theater and it was so late at night it was just really chill there was like i had met up i ended up meeting up with a friend from high school and got in, getting chatting with him, sat with his group, and there was a group in front of us. And before the film started um, showing, we were you know just yeah. chatting, and it mm-hmm. was it was a nice experience. Then the Monday rolls around, and I went to see Promare with them again. We sat uh, and we were watching Promare. Who, who the fuck <laughs> is X Flag? So all the logos show up, yeah. Yeah. and we see X Flag, and it's all the, it's like this very intense mm-hmm. like yeah. X Flag, X Flag, and me and the guy sitting next to me just went the fuck is x flag and a, and a girl in front of us just turned around and shh we're like the film hasn't even fucking started it's a valid question though <laughs> um uh, after scotland's anime i then went to see weathering with you at the cameo theater in mm. edinburgh and it's tiny it's mm. the screening the screen i was in is like 20 seats now so it was really like quite an intimate screening it was really nice it was also the first time i got to see the film with like subtitles for the the song lyrics 
So that added a nice little extra bit to the. Yeah. Um, it was also fucking cold because it was January yeah. 2020. Oh. I remember that. It wasn't late at night. Oh, I thought it was late at night. It was morning. <laughs> I mean, same difference. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was the first showing at the cameo that morning. I think at 11 a.m. On, in January, and it was 2020. Yeah, I remember it being it being really cold and like early yeah. 2020. Um, sign of things to come. Yeah. <laughs> I then saw the Microacademia second movie in the cinema right before lockdown happened. Mm. And the cinema's experienced power cuts. So the the screening was delayed as it was, and then halfway through it just Done. shut off. Yeah. And we had to wait like ten minutes for it to come back on and they had to like jump back like five minutes or something like that. So that's just kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't think I, ha- I have a couple other ones, but they're not really that interesting stories. Mm. They're just like things that stick yeah, in yeah, my yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. Um, like I saw Akira in the cinema. That was just really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I ever went to see an anime movie on the, on the big screen was uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly. And I did not expect it to be sold out with people taking their kids to see it. Wow. So it was like people my age and older taking like obviously grew up watching it yeah, like yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah. Taking their kids to see it. And oh. that was just like a great experience unfortunately tied to the memory of sitting in twitter on twitter uh before going in to see it in a shutdown um shopping center because that's where the cinema is uh finding out about all the vic mignogna stuff and he's in that movie uh, ah that was when all that stuff started to come out in 2019 God. um so that was that's a solid experience yeah that was like that that movie coming out was like the downfall of him mm-hmm. yeah. and his career and all of the stuff that and it got really fucking messy after that yeah. um so i think yeah that's a weird memory both <laughs> no, yeah, really good and really bad um i just sort of seeing it and going oh no <laughs> yeah oh that's a horrible experience like oh, no. just before your movie mm-hmm. you're like oh i'm not gonna be able to enjoy this the yeah. way i was gonna just in the back of my head knuckles oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah so there we go yeah. then listen as the slow saxophone solo starts <laughs> go sean what, what do it do, do the saxophone yeah uh do Carol's whisper. This is not a compliment to this movie. Oh. Um well, it wasn't worthy of this intro. You'll, you'll understand it. I'm sorry I, I paused, it. by the way. I had to remember how it went because <laughs> I was put on the spot. Uh you'll understand this answer. Batman Sean? returns. Uh. Oh, that's <laughs> it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. No, you're in. I get you. <laughs> that movie is horny. It is. It is so horny, and there is so much leather. There's so much. so much skin. To yes. It. Uh, that much. movie made probably a lot of people realize something about themselves. Yeah, many people had awakenings to that yeah. movie. You can tell by watching it. Yeah, like I know very little about it, but sometimes I see person who allowed this. Yeah, <laughs> and what was Burton what was, was the given general atmosphere on set. <laughs> he was given far too much control. Yeah, because uh, Batman '89 made a lot of mm-hmm. fucking money. Yeah, yep. very successful. So Warner Brothers was like, "Well, we trust you now, Burton. Do whatever the fuck you want." He did whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah, yeah. and, and then Warner get. Brothers was like, "No, oh, no. <laughs> this this thing had." McDonald's tie-in yeah, promotions. Yeah, so things that happen in this movie. The Penguin is some sort of freakish mutant abomination, mm-hmm. which is very different from what's yeah. like in the comics. I mean, he's sort of grotesque, but... Yeah, he's mm-hmm. not... 
a uh, sewer dwelling yeah. creepy bird it's man raw yeah. fish yeah <laughs> with like fingers that merge together yeah. into like fins yeah, yeah. weird <laughs> very different from what is in the comics mm-hmm. uh black cat full leather almost gimp suit sort mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. uh fucking batman suit is very batman kills a lot of people batman kills a lot of people yeah which i mean some some you can argue it happened in 89 as well but it wasn't as apparent yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at one point he sets like people on fire mm-hmm. oh with like the with like the jet of like the Batmobile. Yeah. This that mo- would make that movie pretty hot. I will end. <laughs> this movie got a McDonald's toy marketing <sighs> thing and it was very wow. heavily marketed to children. Yep. Yeah, because I, I wanted to ask like that parents take their kids yes, to this and they then did. we're like, a lot oh no! And then they complained, which was yeah. part of the reason why Warner Brothers kicked Tom Burton off the next one. Yeah. And we got yeah. Schumacher. He did have a meeting for a third one and was he was he said that it was very clear to him that they didn't want him. No. <laughs> It was basically a way of saying, we're, we're firing you, but not officially. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. And then we got Schumacher, who just made fantastic Batman And movies. arguably, Returns is the, the least criminal of the the other two movies that hmm. follow it when it comes to, like, sexiness. Yeah. Like, Returns is overtly horny, <laughs> but Forever, and especially Rob Batman and Robin... <sighs> yeah, because that, it's in those movies we get skin tight. Yeah, like bat nipples. Yep, yeah, bat nips. Yep, molded onto it for the armor for mm-hmm. some reason, and we get full on bat ass shots. Yeah, when they're suiting up for reasons nice. beyond me. Yeah, <laughs> they're deserving of this category, though. Yep, yep, yep. It's 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 even better when like Batgirl comes in and Batman and Robin because she's in that movie. Yeah, she is. Who doesn't have bat nipples? No, I thank oh, that, fucking that's god! Thank god! Because I don't think Schumacher could have gotten away no. with that. No, no she does get the not. bat ass shot because of course she, she does. does. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll move on to a film you think outclasses its source material. Yes, so this is obviously whatever it's based on. Yeah, yeah. thinking it's better. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner. Agree. I've read. Do do androids dream of what? Electric, electric sheep. sheep fucking mouthful of a title it's yeah. fine uh but blade runner elevates yeah. it, i've heard enough yeah. of like the book I've heard like i've not read it so i can't fully mm-hmm. comment but like i just know that like the movie's probably always gonna be better in my eyes yeah uh so that one needs like no explaining no, really. absolutely uh and then i mentioned it earlier but the the american remake of the ring is mm-hmm. much better than mm. the original japanese version of the ring Interesting. Yeah. Well, do you think it's a budget reason or just? Uh the the Japanese one was from the eighties, but has like an overriding feel of the seventies, uh, and so it just sort of falls into being not that scary. Mm-hmm. If it was the nineties, yeah, I thought it was the nineties. It's even worse that it feels like the seventies. Yeah. Mm. Um, the film's very br- the the original one's very bright. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, so like the- it ends with them yeah. digging up the the well on like a island type beach house mm-hmm. type thing because yeah, yeah. it's on like stilts and stuff and it's just like broad fucking daylight oh great yeah so no it just doesn't yeah no whereas, atmospherically it doesn't uh-huh. give you Taste what you the want sun, no. yeah, yeah whereas like the american versions like wet dreary overcast midwest america which i feel like i don't know if it's just like an us western thing but that's creepier mm-hmm. yeah mm. 
So yeah. Yeah, fair. <laughs> then what is objectively the greatest film of all time, according to you, even if you don't like it? Yeah, yeah. objectively. So two of these uh, I've seen and think are fine. And one is very, very good. Can I ask, is one of them Citizen Kane? One of them is Citizen Kane. Arguably, we would not have most cinema we have Mm -hmm. now without Citizen Kane. I will say, for like, when I read this question, I knew Citizen Kane is probably going to be on my Uh list as well because. Its significance is more important than whether we yeah, yeah. When, when can you enjoy it as more modern audience. Uh-huh. Objectivity into it. Like, my mind is going to go to, well, what pioneered the most techniques yeah. and made film yeah. what it is today? And in my head, to give spoilers on my list, I guess, mm. it's going to be either Citizen Kane or, if I'm from more effects style, I'd actually say the original King Kong. That's, mm. I can see that. That yeah, pushed yeah, yeah. a lot of techniques mm. in terms of just effects. Yeah. Um, so that, 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 those answers might change yeah. when I actually put mm-hmm. my list together and think of more oh, stuff. Mm-hmm. There's my sneak preview for <laughs> yeah. my list. So minor Citizen Kane, um, like I said, you know, modern cinema kind of doesn't exist without it. Exactly. Uh, it's it's a fine movie. It's yeah. just it's long and it's kind of meandering, but yeah. it's of yeah. that era. Mm-hmm. Um, Having now finally watched it myself, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Godfather long meandering of its time but it did create something yeah mm. um i don't think we would have got goodfellas and the better mobster gangster movies without yes. it i also think it, it had like a nice impact on just cinema in general mm-hmm. i think it elevated something in it yeah it's a bit more intangible than say citizen kane where i, I can't quite explain the impact it's had yeah mm-hmm. it's not as clear cut on like what re- it really did. Yeah. I mean, it did a lot. But. Mm-hmm. Um, Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We discussed it. Yeah. It's phenomenal film. Phenomenal. It's, yeah. you know, yeah, very deserving of, of a film. Can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah no, can't, can't, yeah. Argue, can't that. argue with that. Understood fully. <laughs> Steven Spielberg has a fantastic Understand, like, library of movies. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. different, very adaptive. He's He's, he's a really good director. He is one of the greatest filmmakers. He is one of the greatest. I'll definitely yeah. part of that. Nothing tops Schindler's List no. from a mm-hmm. like a, an objective standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the most significant. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> then, assuming this won't be answered by Schindler's List, because what is the film you can watch the most over Schindler's and over List again? On <laughs> oh no! Grave uh, the fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Uh, of course. One of my yeah. favourite movies of all time. Of course. Uh, the Lord of the Rings. I, I'm right Absolutely. there with you. Yeah. Um, I'll power it that. Mm. Back to the Future. Mm. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Oh, oh that, and, I got so many ideas for my list. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Monty Python and the Life of Brian. That's the two classes. That's the yep. best. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. 100%. They've never reached those highs. No. 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 Absolutely. Not even like the original show. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I can I can just rewatch any of them. Any of them. Yeah. Again and again. No. All of, I think all of those we would be like yeah 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 yeah, me yeah. Up, <laughs> yeah no we're all on the same page on this answer. <laughs> then what is the worst film you've ever seen? <laughs> two Terminator movies. Genesis oh, and Dark Fate. Wow. Absolutely fucking atrocious. People said Dark Fate was fine. Go fuck yourselves. 
Oh, piece of shit. Seriously, I don't, awful. I don't despise it that much. I just don't care for I it. I fucking mm. hated it. Oh, no. oh you're genuinely. Oh angry. my god. I was genuinely upset when I watched that. You're it's... going through a roller coaster of emotions <sighs> yeah. on this list. Every every Terminator movie that takes place in modern day kind of pushes back the events mm -hmm. of Judgment Day because Terminator 3 sort of establishes yeah. it's not about preventing it it's about staving it off as much as possible yeah. so that we can have more preparation yeah, yeah and we can survive better because Dark, Judgment Day is inevitable yeah Dark Fate basically like Judgment Day what's Judgment Day this is something else we're doing we're rewriting canon oh. and it's just worse because it's it's all the stuff from the original but with a different name and it's in, it's just inferior. What was Skynet <laughs> renamed to again? Oh, some stupid, like, um... It was some biblical reference, I think. Ugh. Was it Genesis? No, because that was Genesis. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called, because I've just blocked out most of it. Because you can't get also, Morning, <laughs> Morning Star? I don't know. Something, I don't know. Uh, the effects are also fucking awful. Yeah. Genuinely. Oh. Anyway, they brought yeah. back Linda Hamilton. Yes, they did. Huh. She didn't need to... <laughs> she didn't need to be there. Like I love, I love, I love mm -hmm. Sarah Connor, but like, yeah, come the fuck on. <laughs> yeah, they also brought back Arnie, who was just way past it. Yeah, didn't oh. need to really. Be <sighs> Any, anyway, yeah. on a positive, more positive mm -hmm. note, what film did you laugh the most? I've already mentioned. The I Monty want to have Monty Python, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Holy Which, Grail and Life yeah, of Brian. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Both of them. No, Holy Grail is above it for me oh, I think it can flip flop for me it, it oh, flip flops yeah. a lot for me because I, the thing is I watched Life of Brian a lot, a lot more before I watched oh. Holy Grail because my dad had it on like DVD and he would mm. watch it a lot yeah. before I got I finally watched Holy Grail mm -hmm. so like I can remember a lot more jokes from Life of Brian I think on any given day I say that Holy Grail <laughs> has so many jokes I can sort of say word for word now yeah there are some who call me Tim <laughs> so, okay. okay. <laughs> what is your favorite color? Blue. No, wait, yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly the animator had a fatal heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and if the I, beast was no more. Let's not visit Camelot. It's a silly place. <laughs> <laughs> a, a truly classic. I feel mm. like comedy has not we we take comedy too seriously yeah, yeah. yeah. i wish to return to the stupidity yeah. i want i want that. i want a return to silliness yeah yes i want to go to the silly place <laughs> i am not the messiah he is the, the messiah, messiah. all right i am the messiah <laughs> now fuck off very messiah like absolutely yeah <laughs> What's his What's his name? Uh, Brian. <laughs> worship you, okay. Brian. <laughs> he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Live> in peace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what film do you wish had turned out different? Um. A lot of mine need explaining, I think. So, there's The Exorcist. Mm. It's not a bad movie. It is genuinely one of my favourite horror movies. But neither version, the theatrical cut or the director's cut, are the perfect version of that movie. Mm. Mm. They could have met somewhere in the middle of those two because all that the director's cut did was restore 12 minutes that the original author, William Peter Blatty, didn't want taken out, but the studio did. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
I also added in some random effects that didn't need to be oh. in there, like there's a spider walk. I added the spider walk scene back in, which I think uh, that doesn't need to be there. It kind of doesn't fit with the pacing of the movie. It's weird how that's sort of an iconic scene. Even though it was never in the movie until 2000. That's weird, because every time I think of Exorcist, I think of that walk. Yeah. So I remember learning for the first time it was only added in like 2000. Was it 2000? 2000, I think, is when the director's cut came out. And being like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Then you have like faces that get superimposed yeah, into the, random the parts of the faces. Yeah. Uh, and there's just a couple of other things, like maybe take a couple of scenes out. The theatrical cut is more effective pacing-wise, but it doesn't have the right ending. It just mm. randomly cuts. Yeah. Like, there's a there's the theme, uh, the iconic theme that plays yeah, under the, the final scene. Yeah, and it just gets hard cut into the credits oh. because they just cut it out without changing the music um so yeah also the exorcist 3 uh the, <laughs> the exorcist 3 is based on a book called legion which is not uh, really an exorcist sequel but it's from the same like author, it's from the it? same yeah. author yeah and he directed the uh the movie mm-hmm. and so the studio that made the third movie got the cut that william peter mm-hmm. blatty made and were like where's the exorcism yeah. <laughs> and he was like the what? The what? <laughs> so he had to rewrite and like uh, change yeah. the movie Heck. and went massively over budget. It was a really expensive sequence <laughs> to make that final exorcism scene. And uh, there's the original cut that's a very different movie is kind of lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's yeah, some VHS delay rushes that um, Arrow used to kind of reconstruct it. So it jumps mm-hmm. from very nicely scanned and yeah footage. it jumps in quality a lot yeah I've, I've read about that um i like by the way that we're, we're very much skipping exorcist 2 the greatest <laughs> movie of all time actually you know what that's going on worst films you've ever seen as well oh. i fucking hate that movie i've wow. heard of horror stories but not in the way they oh, from that movie. jones is in that film he is what? but oh. round about this which was filmed around the same time he was doing darth vader mm-hmm. it's a very different role yep. he's a sort of tribal king i think so yeah who dresses like a lotus yeah <laughs> yeah i know right the exorcist made a lot of money oh. exorcist 2 has nothing to no. do with anything. oh my god um uh, so yeah i'd, I'd like to s- i would have loved if the version that william peter blatty mm-hmm. originally wanted to make could have been fully restored and made and i think that would have been like a very good version so i wish it turned out different exorcist coda <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh the death of the Exorcist. Star Wars sequels. This was going to be my answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my answer. As much as I have issues with the prequels, there's only small, minor adjustments. I yeah, think. like I, the overall mm-hmm. story, I I like. In the yeah, sequels. just kind of pluck out midichlorians. Yeah, you can take that out. Yeah, it's uh, execution with the prequels that yeah. I think most of the problems come with. But like fundamentally, the sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't even say just all the sequels. I'd say just change Force Awakens, which by effect changes mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. two. But like sneak preview on my list again. <laughs> uh, what I would change for Episode Seven, it's just it's one tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. Don't destroy the New Republic. Uh, it's that little moment that completely resets yeah. everything and makes the whole, whole oh. original trilogy feel so redundant. Because mm. they just destroy what they were fighting for in yeah. the original trilogy just to reset it back because mm-hmm. of nostalgia. Mm. For me, I would have had one person handling everything. 
Absolutely. Mm. Uh, some yeah. overarching. They didn't need to direct it, but just one single writer at the very least. Yeah, no, at least like yeah. a team to uh-huh. oversee. Like, does this all work? Mm-hmm. Is it all interwoven nicely? There was supposed. There was originally they set up yeah. what was originally supposed to do that, and it didn't do its fucking job because when they reset canon in like mm-hmm. 2014 they set up the story group yeah the, the lucasfilm story group which is hilarious because marvel had done that and it didn't work yeah <laughs> so you know history repeating itself its its whole point was to like basically make a new extended expanded universe that like everything mm-hmm. fit together yeah. and stuff and then they didn't yeah it's right because like abram's Who's a director I've funnily enough gone back and forth on a yeah, lot over the no, past couple of years. Understandably so. Um, there's stuff from him I like, but there's decision he also there's And even then when I don't go back to stuff that I do like, I'm like uh, like whenever I revisited the Star Trek reboots, I've mm. kind of been like you can you can see the Abramism. Yeah, there. and so I, I it's Abram set up a bunch of stuff. Arguably he just remade New Hope, which Blech. <laughs> um, it was alright at the time when everyone wanted like that feeling again but I think in retrospects it's only gotten worse and worse yeah. and worse so he set up everything he set up you know arguably again like I said just you know remaking New Hope destroying the New Republic Mystery, blah, blah, blah. Mystery <laughs> Box Mystery, <laughs> Mystery Box. Box and then Ryan Johnson comes in and doesn't fucking answer <laughs> he just the like nah <laughs> and then he sets up stuff and then Abrams Colin comes back. Trevorrow gets kicked away and Abrams comes back and just kind of does whatever the fuck he did with Rise of Skywalker. No. Don't talk about Rise of Skywalker. I will punch something. <sighs> anyway, a lot. Yes. <laughs> a lot. I yeah. will be going into detail on my <laughs> yes. list, so look forward to uh, that. Another one I wish had turned out differently, Blam. Um, this is a film based on a manga by Satomu Nihei, one of my favorite manga authors uh the original manga is very atmospheric mm-hmm. not a lot of like written dialogue not a lot of like actually um exposition based storytelling it's all very uh you know scenery based it's all based on the, the images that you're being shown and that's fantastic the movie's none of that oh. <laughs> the movie's a cgi thing and i don't mind it because i like polygon pictures the studio that made it and i've really enjoyed watching their their development from when they were in they became a thing in 2012 through and now like their Mm -hmm. style and their craft has only improved and that's been really cool to watch but blam it's like a fundamental misunderstanding of what the original manga was because it's not something to me that worked in cgi i think it was much better as like unfortunately there is no studio much like i say with berserk that i think could make it now i think it had to have been something that was made in the 90s in the Mm. 90s unfortunately when the manga wasn't written (laughs) (laughs) curse you curse you linearity of time yeah (laughs) so there we go all right that's my films i wish it turned out different (laughs) then what film does everyone else like that you Harry don't... Potter. Ah, uh, fair. Yep. Yeah, I ain't arguing with that. No, I got yeah. nothing else. Like, I was trying to think, and I'm like, yeah, it's just Harry Potter, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, I understand the nostalgia for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, but if you don't yeah. have it, you don't have it. Yeah. And you, I couldn't bring it I've never really had it. any love for it, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I had it. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was a big part of my childhood. It's. Mm-hmm. 
because J.K. Rowling wasn't as much of a bitch as she is. Yeah. That's I mean, someone, like, asked me, you know, why don't you like Harry Potter? Like, why have you never kind of really liked it? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just that I've always held fantasy to uh, a higher standard. Yeah. That's good, because... Harry Potter is very much baby's first fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had seen me. the Lord of the Rings first. Mm. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's, that's had like a tangible a impact. Silly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey, yeah, because, leave my little stick. Yeah. <laughs> because even though I was around like the Lord of the Rings when mm-hmm. I was a very small child, I didn't actually watch it until way later because so I got Potter first. Yeah. Obviously that was a big part of my childhood, mm-hmm. especially living in and around Edinburgh. Yeah. I mm-hmm. Escape it. And having a sister who was obsessed with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And a mum who was obsessed with it. And aunts <laughs> who were obsessed with it. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I've got a lot. I've got a huge nostalgia spot for it that's now been sullied because the author's Yeah, I can imagine. It, it tears me up about inside. Rowling before we've, in the podcast. We've mentioned her a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. and like, I go back to like read some stuff and I can see the cracks and the mm-hmm. problems mm-hmm. now. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. And now that we're older, we've had it, you know, mellow yeah. for a little while. We're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's yeah. it's complicated for me now mm-hmm. to go back to par. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe's still a cool dude, though. Yeah, he's oh, fun. Oh yeah, he's, I love he's, like, Daniel. Yeah, I, I'm always gonna respect that. Yeah. yeah. And Emma Watson. And yeah, like, the, I feel mm-hmm. like most of the cast. The cast. Still, yeah. 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 Not their fault. <laughs> no. Never gonna not get their it. Fault. Just like Alan Rickman. Fundamentally, the no. films are. Not amazing. No. I mean, they're a roller coaster of quality. Yeah. yeah, even at their best, I think they're mid. I mean, mm. I can, I again the nostalgia. It's, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say yeah. this is possibly a nostalgia thing. I'd say like even removing all the mm-hmm. Roland stuff and the nostalgia stuff, I say like specifically the first two movies are really good. I think it's creative mm. visions. Yeah, I think the first yeah, two are like, really something. I definitely, in terms of create, creative visions, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, Christopher Columbus got that one oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. really mm-hmm. left it off the ground. After that, I think it's sort of a roller coaster of yeah. quality. Which, you know, I get people not liking. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, given, if you were given the opportunity, what's something you ad- you'd adapt into a movie? Say, Hunter. This is a hard one to explain because we haven't seen it no. yet for Anime Lane. It's mm-hmm. on our list. We'll, we'll um, get to that. It's it's such a simple concept. It's it's a guy who He's hunting is a who's <laughs> called a sweeper who basically just takes on odd contracts of yeah. like people that need help, whether it's bodyguards or they're being stalked or they're being hunted. Like a private investigator. Like a private yeah. investigator. Yeah. I was, was going to say Mark. A uh, little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, he is sort of like Deadpool at the beginning. <laughs> like the, the first Deadpool movie. <laughs> Rio, the main character, is a balance of an absolute pervert, but also the oh. coolest motherfucker you've ever met. So, That's like, gonna be fun to watch. It's comedic mm. in the sense that he's never malicious. Uh, and then, so is it like Lupin sort of? A little bit, yeah. He goes into that direction. But with City Hunter, when it comes to the TV series, there's like a clear like once you hit the ad break, silly Rio's gone. Oh. You've oh. got hard-boiled badass like drawing mm. the gun and shooting the gun out of the nice. other guy's hand, or like bouncing it off of walls and stuff like that, <laughs> and killing the guy. I think that's disassociative identity. <laughs> <laughs> so, like at his heart, he's like a very good guy. Mm-hmm. It's just he puts on this, you know, facade. Yeah. facade. Um, and then you got Kauri, his like long-term assistant, who sits sort of will they, won't they? Type mm-hmm. relationship. He, she clearly isn't a him, despite being quite literally the hammer yeah. on him. Whenever he's <laughs> being a bit too lecherous, mm-hmm. she pulls out the hammer and whacks him. 
Um, this sounds familiar to me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just very, like, I, I could see an easy way to take it from Shinjuku in Japan and put it in New York mm-hmm. and get that really cool, um, like, night. Yeah, uh, little nightlife aesthetics. Yeah. Sturdy piss city. Yep, this yep. CD so underbelly. It yeah. kind of becomes an orb because a City Hunter does have elements of that yeah. in there. Um, and then I did sort of have like castings in my head of <laughs> I it. You got pitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, pitch Rio, I had never really settled on anyone. Mm. Uh, Kyori, like... neither. Mm, nah. I don't think he's go for d- an dynamic enough. I think I'd maybe go for a, a comedic actor who oh. can do the balance oh, of I mean, serious yeah, and fair. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Uh, no, because I had Ryan Reynolds pegged for someone else. Oh, oh. shit. Um, uh, Ryo's original assistant, Makimura, who is Kiaori's older brother and dies very early on in the series. Don't worry, that's not that big a spoiler. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, to be fair, I'm probably going to forget. Yeah, yeah. I would have had Ryan Reynolds play him. Because oh. um, you want him to die early no, on. No, I, I think that that would be an interesting role for him to play because he's actually the serious one oh. in that dynamic before Kiaori comes along. Uh, the two leads, I never really had like a solid casting on because I feel like it's a hard one to peg down. I don't know yeah. whether the actor that can be like sort of serious. Yeah. If it was like, but also cool. I've, like mm-hmm. for some reason, if this was like twenty years ago or like thirty years ago, I'd say like Jim Carrey. Mm, I don't think you could pull out the the coolness of it. I think it's possible, but I'm thinking mm. Oscar Isaac maybe. That's actually quite an interesting one. Because if you think work. of Moon, yeah, you know, yeah, he can handle the double. You know, yeah, I think maybe well. if he were still younger, maybe Robert mm, Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah true. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, um, Tom Holland. <laughs> if he was actually older, give give maybe. him a few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's on if a break he wasn't, right now. Short and skinny as fuck. <laughs> Rio needs to be kind of tall and buff. Ah, cool. Um, oh, he'll work on it though. He'll work yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Batista. Uh, <laughs> no, because actually, uh, another character, another... Umi, Umi Bozu, I, I was tossed up originally thinking back in this a couple of years ago before I started fucking despising The Rock. <laughs> he was a really good casting for Umi Bozu because I'll show you a picture of him. I like how we as a group have now decided Batista over the rock. Yeah, come on. He's way more likable. Exactly. I like yeah. Batista. He seems way more genuine as well. Yeah. Oh, that's Batista. Right oh, there. that's a Batista like, right there. That's a guy. You know, back when I didn't hate the rock that much. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I, no, see I can what see what you mean. It, yeah, 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 a few yeah, years yeah. ago, I would have the same. he's fucking tall as well. Yeah. yeah Batista. Batista. Yeah, I, I, would I would cast no Batista trouble. as him yeah. now. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Feels like a good answer. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then what's a film you think has a better sequel? Uh, Star Wars. Uh, I, ex- I accept. Empire you. Strikes Back is the better movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I'm, I'm always... It, I never know which Star Wars movie is my favourite because I love... A New Hope's my least favourite. Mm-hmm. Like I think I said, it's the most it, boring. It, it, flips, it flips a lot for mm. me. Sometimes I actually think Empire Strikes Back is my least favorite of the original trilogy. But see, Jedi the thing is, I, would be I, I, I get that it... for the Ewoks. <laughs> I like the Ewoks. It's there's so much time spent on that <laughs> fucking planet. I love the Ewoks. <gasps> I love Endor. Endor just takes up too much time of that movie. I, I will. I get it. Yeah, I can get people not liking it. I just really like that. Um, I like, and I like the original, like Star Wars, honestly, because of how it feels in terms of like production. Because mm. 
in Empire, all the the production value feels a lot better. Yeah. Probably because it was also directed by a more competent person, yep. I will say. But there's something about the more low budget groundedness of the original that mm. like has a charm for me. I I just like the more cinematic nature That's of fair, Empire. Yeah. Like I, mean, I, I agree that objectively Empire is the best uh-huh. one. I also but... think it has the more more engaging story as well. That's fair. Um then we also got Dark Knight. I love Batman Begins, but arguably from an objective mm. standpoint, yeah, I can't it is argue the better with that. one. I can't argue with that. It does sadly lose some of the aesthetic That's, identity. Which is why I love Batman Begins yep. so much, but I can't argue with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Star Trek, but that's a roller coaster of movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, first split yeah. second, I was like, inner darkness over. Motion picture is fucking boring, and Wrath of Khan is really good. So is Search for Spock, despite what people say. Yeah, because the curse I'll, well, the curse I always hear mm-hmm. is that like the odd-numbered Star Trek movies mm-hmm. are always way worse than the even-numbered ones. That's true for Motion Picture, which is number one, and Final Frontier, which is five. Yeah, I think those are the two big ones yeah, that people usually talk but about. But you have a really solid trilogy with Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, and um, Journey Home. The Journey Home. Yeah, I, I am... It's weird. Search for Spock has always been one I'm interested in mm-hmm. because just because it's falling on from Batman's yeah. ending because like do you care about spoilers? No. Cool. <laughs> I don't know why I asked we we're always going to say no so Spock dies at the end of Wrath of Khan yeah. uh, that's the search, big thing cool. and search of Spock and search for Spock mm-hmm. is them searching for him because apparently he's alive yeah something like that I don't know how that really works and then Journey Home technically picks up from the end of that because they're on their way home from that and then end up getting thrown back in time and ah, then it yeah. becomes their journey home to their time <laughs> I like I like the synopsis of Journey Home because it sounds like it'd be fucking stupid. It is kind of stupid, but it's fun. <laughs> but apparently, it's amazing. Yes, uh, this is where they get sent back in time and have to save the whales. Space whales. Space whales. Oh my god! I'm never watching that. It's <laughs> but it's amazing. Genuinely, really good movie. <laughs> Captain, there be whales here. <laughs> uh, and then aliens. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. If we're just going by cinematography, Alien does win out. Mm-hmm. But Aliens, arguably, is the more enjoyable movie for me. I do like mm-hmm. sort of horror mm-hmm. films that go into action over mm-hmm. time. Because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, it's not scary anymore because you know how to like deal with it. So let's yeah. just blow them the fuck up. Yeah. It's partially why I like Resident Evil so much. <laughs> <laughs> Until it falls apart in sex, but that's... Mm-hmm. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then what film do you think has better source material? So this was a harder one because there's a yeah, couple I that imagine, I feel like yeah. would have been low-hanging fruit. I have mm. one low-hanging fruit. What is it? Uh, Percy Jackson. See, I've never seen Percy Jackson. I've seen mm. the first movie, and while I liked it as a kid, after I read the books, I can't watch that movie mm. ever again. Mm. Uh, like the Exorcist book is really good. Mm-hmm. Is it better than the movie? I'm not 100 percent sure. Ready Player One. I enjoyed the book a lot more than the movie. The movie still enjoyable like don't get me wrong neither are high caliber fiction no ready player one's book not high class literature the movie not high class cinema it's trying to be i mean i know spielberg was ready player one's movie but was it really trying to be (laughs) high caliber no cool no 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 neither well arguably the book is trying to be high caliber fiction but it's you know not Let's pretend it is. Yeah, but the <laughs> film was rewritten for the big screen to have different games mm-hmm. so that they could translate to the screen better. Uh. Rewritten by Ernest Klein mm-hmm. himself, the original author. 
but I find what's laid out in the book the more interesting adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get it because a lot of what's in the book would not translate to an interesting no, movie. No, exactly, yeah. There's some, some things just don't translate yeah, the yeah, exactly. There's whole parts where, like, there's a section where uh, he has to play out War Games, the movie. Ah. Then he has, at the end, he has to play out Holy Grail. Oh. So it's like, that's interesting in a sense mm-hmm. because the Holy Grail thing is he then has his friends, like, in a sort of voice chat, ah, okay. seeing and hearing what he's doing and kind of helping him along. So, like, voice chatting in VR. A little bit, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that would not translate nah, to I the mean, big screen. At some yeah. point, there's, like, licensing stuff, I imagine, as well. Yeah, it? some of it would be licensing. I mean, they kind of I mean, got most of it. Thing, yeah, yeah, because, like, they got Gundam in there, they got Iron Giant. Granted, that was already owned by mm-hmm. Spielberg kind of I have to ask is was the the Shining section a movie only thing movie only yeah okay that it makes takes sense. inspiration from some of the ideas that were in the book like I mentioned him playing through war games and yeah, all that sort okay. of stuff but it's very uh, different it's very different yeah okay I asked just because like Spielberg and Kubrick have that whole relationship yeah so I don't know if that was just Spielberg adding that as a I think he probably added that in as like a tribute yeah thing. That's, that's nice yeah I always, I always like that fact <laughs> <laughs> um and then I've already mentioned it but Lamb I think the source material is far better, just more atmospheric, more engaging, more interesting. Um, And then Appleseed, the uh, CGI movies are a fucking shit show of quality. (laughs) And even the ones that are good, it's like hit or miss. Um, And the manga is just better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, High Rise is another one. Uh, The movie's good, but the book's just far superior. I've heard very good things about the book. I've seen the movie, but... Which was like, yeah, the yeah, movie's yeah, yeah. like fine. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that people, you know, it's like oh, it's a failure, and it's like well, oh, yeah, like, it didn't oh. make his budget back, but it cost eight million, yeah. and it's a movie like that. Yeah. Of course, it's not going to make his budget back. <laughs> I think it made like four point one million, mm. um, which for a sort of indie British yeah, movie that's... that had the BFI and film four and yeah. all these other production companies it's, going it's out. one of those movies. yeah, yeah. Um, is it Ben Wheatley that directed that oh I have no idea uh, something. I've never seen or read it's or a good movie uh, Tom Holland is in it okay, Tom, yeah. no Tom Hiddleston along with Luke Evans I did why hear why do you think I watched <laughs> why am I not surprised I yeah, watched I it because I read the book about six months before it ended up oh, coming out in cinemas nice, nice. Um, very good book though um <laughs> Like, I say good, it's like, it's quite a heavy book. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. Um, <laughs> like, physically, you just, like, can't hold it. <laughs> the, the whole concept is that they're in, like, a a new sort of, like, flat, mm. high-rise thing, obviously. Oh, yeah. But it's, like, split Hence between the, the higher you are, the more... Like, it's a hierarchy, basically, yeah. within the building. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's that old, like... So all the, the poor's at the bottom, yeah. rich people in the penthouse. And it just sort of descends Sort of like what Edinburgh, like, high-rises <laughs> were in, like, the 19th century. Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, and so that's sort of, like, it just devolves into, like, madness. I'd watch it. It's good. Yeah, yeah, should. Yeah. Cool. And then for our final question. Yes. What film lives in your head rent-free the most? Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Pat Labor 2 uh, and Lord of the Rings. Fair. All three equally as one big story, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, just back to back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just big mechs yeah, running just... around Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> uh, you see, the apocalypse happens in between and we res- reset back to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I think the third Pat Labor movie tries to prevent a nuclear war. 
They failed. They failed. <laughs> it's not. It's not even magic. It's just radiation. Uh, oh, in fact, the third Patley movie is the kaiju one. <laughs> I. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my rent-free films. Thank you so much for taking us on this journey. That was quite a journey throughout yeah. your experience with film. Yeah. Yeah, and thanks to our listeners for, for joining us around. in this journey. Yeah, for joining us in this journey and come back in two-ish weeks right. if we're uh, gonna. No, it'll be one every month. Okay, it'll, so it'll fit our recording for, sessions for next month. You'll get Sean to talk about probably Toy Story again. I guess that's locked in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locking it in now because I right, had to cool. host. So I've got pressure, cool. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and watch all the recommended videos on the end screen. Sure. I'm Close very enough. bad at outros, but thank you for listening. I got most of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got, mo- I got what I needed. Yeah. Not, yeah. not subtly, but I'll take it. You, got you it, know? Got it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.